Hi, welcome to episode 35 of Dream Signs in the Times. I'm Lori Lacey, and we are going to talk today about dream states focusing on what I call head hopping and remote viewing. And some of the coolest and strangest things have happened in my dreams this week. This is why I'm choosing this topic, because... This podcast flows and it's picking up what's happening in the world along with, you know, how we are processing all of that and participating in it and getting carried along by it and then realizing our own power within the context of all of that. So uh, starting with the head hopping dream I had this week, um, Somebody that I talked to on Facebook about spiritual matters, I haven't met this person in real life or in a corporeal version of things, but there's some resonance with how he views the world and how he processes things. And uh, so I had a dream that I was in a car and I believe I was in the car with him and that he dropped me off on the edge of the town where he lives. And I went in the car, continued in the car, but the car was a self-driving cab. And he gave me the instructions to leave the keys in the car at, if when I parked inside the town. And so I went... I've to the town I remember looking at the driver's side of the cab and going wow there's nobody sitting there and it's it was remote controlled somehow or it would it would go along with what I where I wanted to go and where we had planned for me to go me and this person and but um and there was a weird sort of sentience with that that sort of robot cab thing I could sense that there was a wiser um essence there of some kind and that's the first time actually uh that I noticed that as I was just recalling it so that's something to uh, the reason I bring my own dreams into this a little bit is that it gives you an idea of like what I look for in dreaming and what what questions that we can maybe ask to, to get a little deeper into it you know as I'm reciting this I'm learning even more about what the dream was about so that that would imply to me with the way I understand my dreams that there was a guide presence in the cab so I parked the cab and it's really hard to find a place to park in this town. And this town is a town in uh, a Midwestern state and it is not known for being particularly gothic with the architect architecture. But when I was looking for a parking spot, I noticed the, that the buildings had that gothic kind of vibration and uh, architecture and feeling and there was this dark mossy kind of vibe on the outside of the the building like it was uh from another time or possibly of european um you know origins and this person um has a a particularly um you know uh affiliation energetically with the land of this country that we're in so it this was more about how his mindset perceives that place and so the reason I call this a head hopping dream is that I texted the person and told them about the dream and said that uh, I felt like he was 
you know, his essence was involved in it. And he corroborated that with some events that were going on in his life that were causing him some anxiety. And as the dream progressed, I had had this sense of anxiety because I was I, I, he had ex- instructed me to leave the keys in the car in the dream and I had taken them with me and locked it, locked the car. And so I was, there were a lot of people in the area and it was kind of overwhelming. You know, there, uh, there were these kind of European bistro type things around, but it just seemed congested with people and an over in an overwhelming way and finding a parking spot initially had been uh causing uh anxiety and when I talked to him uh online about this he said that he was going through a particularly anxious time with uh, an event that was coming up and I I I believe that I was supposed to contact him it doesn't mean that every time you are I have enough of a balance with this person that uh, I feel like I can talk about those things. I don't. I would not spring that on somebody um, that I don't know or that I ha- hadn't developed some sort of understanding that we can share these kinds of things because I don't want to um, sneak up on somebody with psychic information. Uh, people do that, and to me, that's a, a big no-no in the psychic realm. You don't just walk up to somebody and go, "Oh, all this stuff is happening." I I trusted the situation, and that I and I kind of led with, uh, "I had this dream. Do you want to hear about it?" Kind of thing, and um, so he corroborated that he was going through some anxiety with a situation. I just said, "Hey, you got this." Because I felt that somehow my role in delivering this dream information to him was um, so that I could impart some encouragement in some way. And I got feedback later that the anxious uh, situation that he was dealing with went fine. And just, you know, we, we do our small part to kind of protect each other, especially people in the energy realms. And I felt like I fulfilled what I was supposed to do. And there's, you know, you're never obligated to, to act on a dream that way, but I just felt like, let's follow this. And as I followed the wave of it, that's what occurred. And it, and there was a positive outcome. He probably would have had an easy time by himself, but I think backup on the energy planes is a, is a good thing. And we're doing this kind of thing constantly. We don't realize how much we are helping each other on the psychic planes and uh it's layered and it's multi-dimensional and multifaceted and so we develop a relationship with the understanding of this kind of thing and you know we we work on how how we relate to it and what we can learn from those states so that one was a head hopping thing i basically was was taking on his perception of the his the place where he lives and his state of mind and his general belief system and it was showing me his viewpoint from the uh dream world so to me that's it's a fascinating thing i he was inside my head in a sense and then he sort of delivered me into his head through this thing and it turns out my role was to help him solve whatever uh anxiety was going on just for that moment and um you know you have to follow your intuition or whatever you want to call it to know whether to act on that kind of thing and and like I said be be careful about that okay so the next state I'm going to talk about is remote viewing and remote viewing has been done for ages even in this semi-modern um times that we that we can recall the the 1900s were big on uh people trying to develop 
remote viewing in a certain way. And I'm not going to go in too far into how deep it got, but there were um, powers that be that were actually investing money in uh, developing remote viewing, which is being able to see something from uh, a point in space and time, like say I'm remote viewing from here and now, uh, I would get into a state where I could view what is happening in another country or in another um, location that I have have no uh, access to by sensory means. So I'm actually ac- accessing this kind of thing in real time. Uh, and it could be, you can go in the past doing remote viewing also, but uh, say I wanted to check in on my uh, family member that lives in Oklahoma and I live in Missouri. It would be uh, tuning into that vibration and then seeing, feeling, hearing, tasting, whatever is going on and being able to see what's happening over there. And it's a very, very strange thing because some of it's very literal and then some of it has a little bit of that spin of the symbolism on it. But a lot of times remote viewing is more uh, real time and more like actual reality than it, it, it is the symbolic uh, aspects of the dream world. That being said, I have had remote viewing situations happen in dreams and how I differentiate them from the actual dream world is that uh, there's so much detail and a certain type of detail and clarity that you know you're watching something in uh, that that is has happened or is happening in the earthly plane, and there isn't so much of a storyline feel or that trippiness of well, I just uh, went from this thing to this thing without you know the the modern means to get there. Say you go from uh, California to New York, and you know you would literally take an airplane in the dream rather than just be there. And so that's how I tell the difference. And the, the, it's, there's no reason for me to be seeing these particular things. And it doesn't relate to any aspect of my life. That's another one of those indicators that I'm remote viewing in dreams. And I've done it three or four times where it was really obvious that, or I've experienced it. It's basically happened in my mind. I did not set anything in motion to uh, facilitate that. So I had one this week that was highly disturbing and I'm going to be careful. I may do episodes on nightmares and then just people cannot listen to it, you know, if they feel like they're going to be affected negatively by it. This one, I'm not going to tell you the content because I just don't want to drag people into a negative mind space. This particular one this week was probably the most horrifying that I've experienced and it was um, somebody injuring somebody else and but the level to which it was happening and the clarity and the detail had me understanding that this I was remote viewing in some way and I believe it was probably something that happened uh, in the past in time I can't verify that in my mind because I was trying to um what I call cell phone dating something. When you see a movie and you could, uh, you wonder what time period it's in, you can, if somebody's using cell phones in it, if it's a flip phone, you know it happened in the, the late 90s or whatever. 
So I didn't have anything like that that could tell me what time period it was from. Uh, there was even a prop, let's say, in the um, dream where it it could have told me what time period it was from, from. And then I looked it up and it was like they've been making those forever in that same style. So I couldn't uh, find what date it was. But uh, the the tip off that I was remote viewing it to me is that the uh it looked like i was looking through a portal like the portal of a ship or through a telescope or magnifying glass or something and it was dark around the edges it was like i was peering into this thing and i'm gonna call this an akashic bubble because uh the akashic record stores the energy of these events in such a way that i think that we can reconstitute them literally with our awareness and so I tapped into whatever this bubble was and it, it was uh, kind of terrorizing. You know, it hit me in a certain way and I was trying to be objective about it. But the detail and things that I wouldn't get in a normal dream were so vivid that I, I, was, I was convinced that I, or I'm still convinced that I was remote viewing a situation. The question now is why was I given this particular uh, information. And I, I think I know why and how I'm going to use it, um, or use the knowledge of it. And I'm, I'm going on intuition and just the impression that I got from the dream. Um, it's going to reveal more later on, I believe. And, uh, and then after I had that, that part of the dream where I feel that I was remote viewing, something else happened. Uh, there was uh, along the edges of the, the the dark part, you know, the 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 part where I was viewing it was round, like you were looking through a telescope or, or whatever, a camera or something. And that may be something that is a clue also in that somebody saw this from a voyeuristic uh, standpoint and uh, it had an impression on their psyche. Um, but at the edges, the dark edges began to um, create to create pictures of people and those look like they were through time. There were layers of, of these faces um, and like the upper part of the body that had some of them were sepia tones. Some of them were, were uh, crisp, like it was taken with a modern camera, but they, they, they layered individually. Like I would see one and then uh, it would kind of fade out and then another would come out and it was on the right side of that whole scenario. And I've had those things happen where I've had faces that just come at me, um, some in different uh, ways that the cameras used to work back in the day, you know, like the the black and white photos, the sepia tone photos, and then uh, some will look like Polaroids and they will align, they will line up and flash uh, like I'm vi- uh, seeing a flip book, you know, it, it, it just like flash, 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 face, 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 face. And I had three or four of those faces come up and I'm wondering if this is some generational thing that happened that people have to deal with the consequences of whatever this event was. So I was either remote viewing through time or remote viewing through, um, you know, uh, some kind of, I was seeing something in real time. And the, the problem is that it was at night when I had the dream around, I would say uh, 12 o'clock midnight-ish. And if it would, if it were something that were happening in real time, it would, it would likely be in, in, in Europe or somewhere where people would be, it would already be daylight. But here's the problem is that it looked like it was America. So 
that's something that you have to kind of, if you're going to do the sleuthing to figure out that kind of thing, then it, I think uh, you have to take down note of the details of, of, of time and like that. So I would, my uh, conclusion, the conclusion that I came to about all this is that it was likely something that happened in the past. It could be something that, that may happen in the future too, because the Akashic bubble, uh, there's a future spin on those things. And if, if there's something that I feel that I'm going to run across where I have to send a vibration to through somebody or something to, um, cause somebody will have to present this, uh, scenario to me before I send good vibes to the situation, because, uh, I don't want to, um, sort of breach, uh, protocol or breach what, or overstep my position on it and try to do something, you know, to prevent this thing from happening where, I may not be able to do that or it would be infringing on somebody's like privacy or something that is not related to the scenario directly. So I'm very much about respecting those boundaries and lines and I'm going to do certain things to send good energy to the overall vibe of that situation. But it was also showing me just how uh, horrifying human nature can be. And I've got to figure out the lesson that I'm supposed to learn from that in that um, the assumption that everybody's cool and and I, I want to stick with that assumption, but there's some arrogance to assuming that everybody wants to be um, loving and helpful in the world when some people have another agenda and they have that directive. And so I, I have to be careful in the world. I have to be careful with these energies because not everybody's heart is in the right place, so to speak. And I know that sounds a little judgmental, but we all have the ability to kind of default to that really negative uh, pattern of living. And a lot of us choose to do the best we can to stay out of those negative patterns. Um, but it also was just like this reminder, like I said, that people, um, don't give a shit some people or they're doing things that to particularly harm people on purpose and how do we fortify against that and just accept that that's part of the earth experience somebody was uh i was having discourse online with somebody about aspects of the overall uh state of the economy and and the world and all this stuff and and they were talking about systems and how certain systems are kind of more evil than others. And my conclusion from all that is that systems themselves are man-made and uh, including economic and political and uh, uh, spiritual and all these things are, are very man-made in a sense that uh, men or humans, uh, women, all of us, I mean, all of us uh, have put into analysis and codification these ideas or observations and we've created these uh, systems out of observing a lot of times the nature of the mind or the nature of humans and or the, you know um, how how we do things and we've created these systems so and any a system could be anything from uh, Christian religion to witchcraft to uh, capitalism to socialism all these things are and they're they're weird morality things that that work their way obviously into these um, rule sets and systems and things like that. And what happens when we codify or code these energy th 
patterns, when we make them into a code, we, we sort of stop their development in a certain way. We, we um, create dogma out of them. And the energy flow has to be processed through these. I see the rules as these lines. And in doing so, it distorts things. It distorts understanding. And then it also pre, uh, creates a, a common enemy kind of thing so that there's polarization for the people who don't relate directly to the idea of a particular system. They, there's an automatic uh, polarization of, of that enemy side of things. And so as we uh, kind of move through that, out, in, out of, in and out of that particular thing, the difficulty is learning how to stay, um, how to stay flexible and see the truth of the deeper things that are going on. So this kind of dream cuts through a lot of that, and it helped me look at human nature and say, "Yeah, I can't help that that's there," and this uh, there is no system per se that's going to make that human nature element not occur and. Uh, humans are going to do things with systems and anything that we have, and some people are going to manipulate those things and and use them to their advantage. And uh, that is another thing where we have to just accept that it's it's human nature at at the helm, and we're trying to raise the vibration so that that is a less frequent occurrence. I believe that's my goal is to try to whatever give give somebody something else to believe in or or gain satisfaction from besides uh hurting other people but there it's out there so my trying to analyze this um negative scenario that i had and uh just create it as like oh that person that was starred in that dream was the enemy and it's like no i've got to just accept that that's the natural way of things and um you know Sometimes the systems that we build to kind of try to deal with that don't work because a lot of those people uh, manipulate those uh, systems to their own ends. So um, there was another dream that I remember, and this dream occurred maybe 12 years ago, uh, and it was, or maybe, I don't know if it was that long ago. I'm going to say, let's say it was about seven years ago because I'm trying to put it in the context of my my observations of my dreams, and it was kind of in that middle area uh, when I started really ramping up, uh, learning about my, our dreams, my dreams, just dreaming in general. And, um, the, it, that dream had the same sort of remote viewing aspect where it was, the edges were, looked like kind of a photograph that you would see in a, um, in, um, a photo album, an old school photo album, album. I remember I opened the album in the dream and I just remember this part, and there was a, a Polaroid photo of a whole bunch of people, and I believe they were Americans, on a uh, submarine. And they were eating lunch in a mess hall, and they, they had particular uniforms that um, were from an era that I believe is likely the Vietnam era based on uh, the uniform style that I saw. And I don't have – like I've seen movies where people are on submarines, but you know, there's a lot of stylizing that goes on. And um, there were some really weird aspects to this where it just seemed like I was seeing it in real time. And the edges were a little more 
um, squared off and a little bit elongated uh, laterally compared to the circular aspect of the dream that I just had. But it still had that feeling that I was peering through something and seeing something happening in real time. And these uh, soldiers were in a mess hall, sitting on benches, um, eating, uh, eating, I don't know which, what, what meal it was, I, I, but they were lined up in such a way that it was so realistic and so detailed that I knew I was peering in on something. And I, like I said, I believe this was something that was in the past, but it was, it's supposed to, um, spark me to think, and it could be years before this stuff makes sense as to what it actually means or what I'm supposed to do with the information, but I know it's a significant uh, dream event and just taking note of it and being patient with how it uh, develops is an important thing. So these dream states, head hopping, where you are experiencing the world through someone else's lens, so to speak, and, um, you know, maybe helping the situation, maybe not, maybe just like being uh, aware of it. And then uh, this remote viewing of seeing things and you're peering in on something that is more earthly, but you're either tra time traveling or um, a bunch of other possibilities uh, is something to, to take into account. Now I realize that I'm probably having more of these head hopping dreams than I realize because um, maybe the person doesn't show up like this person did at the beginning of the dream to show me that he was delivering me into his mindset. It was a beautiful thing because it was like I was on the road on the edge of town. He showed up and put me in the cab and drove and it drove remotely into the town. And it was like that was one of those entrance points where he's like, welcome to my car, which symbolically is how we get around on the planet. And I'm going to send you without me into my dreamscape and my mindset and car and see what you see and um and then, uh, you know, I guess I got the message or whatever that I was supposed to just participate slightly in, in what was going to happen next. And it was just an encouragement thing. It was like, you know, no, don't be intimidated by this situation. Don't, don't worry. You, you will have, what you have to present to the situation is valid. So, um, anyway, keep all this in mind if, if you want to and see if, if you can run it through that particular idea set and if anything comes of it. Um, I'm very interested in how other people perceive this kind of thing. And these are more subtle kind of advanced dream states because it's hard to recognize that that's what's happening. But a lot of dreams will stick with us no matter how, how far we've developed in dream interpretation or dream analysis or, or dream experience. And they, they, they're probably happening to most people, whether they focus on that kind of thing or not. But at least having this idea to recognize and then um, be a little bit objective, objective perspective. That's, that's, you know, I didn't want to take personally what was happening in that, that nightmare I had. I, I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a witness to it. It's hitting me in the feels really hard. But I am an observer in this thing. And if there is an opportunity that will arise that I can, you know, lend some... Uh, healing or encouragement to keep uh, the bad situation from happening or healing to whoever might have witnessed what I was seeing, um, then I'm most of the time going to take that um, and, and run with it. 
but like I said, never at the at the expense of another person. I'm some people, oh, psychics will walk up to people in the street and say, "Well, blah 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 blah, you did this. Oh, I'm worried about you because of this." And I'm like, that is to me like walking up to somebody and slapping them in the face. So, uh if somebody does that to you, realize that that's uh kind of a no-no in the protocol range uh or protocol set. And um, that they may have another agenda. Um, so, and if fear is attached to it, just walk the other way, you know. Um, sometimes that stuff will stick in our head because this psychic stuff that we talk about, the reason I'm so careful about not taking you into my nightmare without like this, that being the entire podcast is that it's not up to you to to fix that for me or to take on the the difficulty of that if you can feel a little bit of it i mean i mean that's not going to be as damaging but um to take you into that and uh unwarned or or unprepared is is not cool in my way of doing things so I just uh, wanted to let people know that sometimes that kind of thing can happen and that this is maybe, again, another way to enhance that objective perspective so that we can um, act if we need to, but we don't have to be so negatively affected that we um, can't function or do what we're supposed to do with it. So don't let anybody talk you out of your power. That shit is yours. Have an awesome rest of your week.